Kirsten. Welcome, Welcome to, to All, All Girls, Girls Considered, Considered, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories of inspiring women and girls. Today we are speaking with Grace Bonnie, creator of Design Sponge and author of In the Company of Women. Welcome, Grace. Hi, thank you so much for having me. What did you want to be when you were a child? That is such a good question. Um, I always wanted to run a magazine when I was younger. My dad used to bring me home really cool design magazines about neat houses and like cool advertisements and just kind of all things that had to do with design. And so I used to tear out pieces of other people's magazines and paste them all together on top of folders. And then I would get them laminated and pretend they were my own magazines. So I think that was something I always wanted to do. And I feel so lucky that I get to do something sort of like that with books now. Did you go to college? What was your major? I did. I went to um, a small school in Virginia called the College of William and Mary, and I actually studied printmaking. So I got a degree in fine art, and I didn't really use it <laughs> to do what I'm doing now. But I really, really loved it. I spent almost all of my college years just learning about all different types of art from sculpture and painting to printmaking and embroidery. And I came out of that four years just so inspired. At what point or time in your life did you become interested in design? I think I probably when I was about your age. I, th I think when I was in grade school, that was when my dad got me a copy of a magazine called Metropolis, uh, which is kind of this like big fancy grown up magazine that was way too old for me. But I got to find out about like really cool houses and learned about architecture. And I started collecting like catalogs for furniture and I thought they were so cool. And I would tear them out and like glue them to things and like make up my like imaginary dream room and think about houses I would live in when I was much older. So I think, yeah, probably when I was your age, that was when I first understood kind of what design was and that it could be a job. How did you decide that a blog was the medium you wanted to use for Design Sponge? Ooh, that, I kind of fell into that, to be honest, because when I started Design Sponge, blogging wasn't a thing that people did that much yet. Um, it was a platform that most people used to talk about like personal stuff and their families and their lives and nobody had really used it to make it a job. And so I was just talking for fun. I was talking about cool chairs that I saw at, you know, student design shows and things in cool shops where I lived in Brooklyn and it kind of took on a life of its own. And that was kind of the beginning of the blog era. So I think I kind of fell into it without knowing any better, but I'm, I'm so glad I did because I love how flexible and fun and easy it is to, to be a blogger. If you could go back and change that, would you still be a blogger or would you decide to use something else to help your business? Ooh, what a good question. You guys are really good interviewers. Um, I, think, I don't think I would change anything. I, I really love where I came from. I think some people wish that I, or would like their blogs to be bigger or cooler or more important. And I, but I really liked how humble and little it was. I had a free blog platform, and I think that really let me keep my business simple and organic, and it didn't put a lot of pressure on it. And that was a really nice way for me to kind of learn how to run a business. So I don't think I'd change anything. Did your family support your career choice? 
<laughs> they did. They had no idea what it was, but they liked it. My mom didn't quite understand what a blog was, and I always tease her about this because she just told everybody that I worked on the email, and she didn't know that email and blogs were very different things. Um, but now they, they totally understand it, and like my mom uses Instagram, and so they've totally caught up. But they've always been supportive, which is, which is really a huge factor, and I think most people starting their own businesses is when your family supports you. It really makes things a lot easier, so they've always been there for me. Was travel a part of your career with Design Sponge? Hmm, that's a good one. You know what? It really wasn't. I think a lot of people look at, at certain bloggers and imagine that there's a lot of like fancy travel or you're always all over the place, but I spend most of my time at home, which I really love. And I can talk to anybody in any part of the world on email or over Skype or on social media. And so I like to travel, but I actually don't have to for work, which is really, really nice. And just like you guys here on the phone, I'm able to interview people um, just over Skype or over WhatsApp or any of the sort of technology that exists to connect people in different parts of the world. So I, I run most things from my couch. Do you think it would be easier if you traveled? For me, probably not. I'm a terrible traveler. I'm so afraid of being on planes and I hate turbulence. So if I could travel everywhere on a train or like in an RV with both of my dogs, then I think maybe I would be into traveling more. But I, I think for me, it's actually easier to stay at home. I do my best work when it's just me and a laptop and I can really focus. What made you want to write a book about women who have inspired you? Where did mm. it come from? That's a good question. So I've always, I mean, Design Sponge started out as me writing about things. So chairs and houses and cool textiles that people made. And I think maybe five or six years into running Design Sponge, I realized that I really enjoyed getting to know the people behind those things more than the things themselves. So, you know, the person who designed the chair ended up being far more fun to talk to than talking about the chair itself. And so over the last 10 years of running Design Sponge, I really just kind of got to know this awesome community of women who were all running their own businesses and they were all different ages from all different backgrounds. And some people were running two or three businesses at the same time. And I just wasn't seeing them getting written about or talked about as much as I thought that they really should. And I kept waiting for someone else to write a book like this. And at a certain point, I just realized, I think maybe it would be helpful if I just wrote that book. So I sat down and made a huge long list of all the people I would want to reach out to. And then just started talking to friends to say, do you know this person? Does anybody else know this person? And it was really a community effort to sit down and figure out what connections we had to make it happen. And I think out of 107 women that I reached out to, I think only two of them weren't able to participate. So it really was this kind of great community project where we all worked together to connect and be able to talk and to get them into the book, which was fun. Do you think this inspired them to keep on doing what they're doing? I think it did. I think it's, it's different for every woman in the book, but my goal with this book was to put some women who are really, really famous next to women who aren't as famous yet to kind of, you know, show just how talented so many people are, even if you haven't heard of them yet or they're not quite as famous yet. 
And so I think in that process, I think some women who maybe weren't as well known as maybe these big national artists who've been in museums, they realized that their work was just as great and just as important as those people who they'd heard of before. And I had so many women come up to me and say, you know, I really didn't take my business this seriously, or I didn't think I was that good. And then seeing my work and my story in these pages made me feel so good about myself, and I feel so much more confident. So I really think that while this was just this small group of 100 women, I think it really inspired a lot of people who had businesses that maybe weren't so famous yet to realize that they were just as important and just as great as the businesses that get written about in magazines and newspapers. So I hope that that kind of trickled down and inspired people reading to really appreciate and be proud of what they do as well. How did you choose who to interview for your book? Oh, that's a hard one. So I, I had a list of people that I'd kind of categorized by what type of work they did. We know, were they a painter? Did they run a beauty business? And then I made a list of um, how long they had been in business and how they started their business. Did somebody help them with money? Did they kind of work two and three jobs to get it done? And then I looked at the list and kind of stepped back and said, you know, do I have enough stories that represent this type of person or this type of business? And I really wanted to make sure that these were a wide range of stories that were told. And so I literally printed people's pictures out and I stuck them on these big white foam core boards and hung them on the wall and just would stand back and look at it and then kind of zoom in and say, okay, I've got this type of story maybe too many times. So let me try to find somebody else who came into their business in a different way. And so I did that for a few weeks and then I settled on about a hundred people and then I reached out to everybody in one week and had the final list by the end of that week. So it came together really quickly. What or who inspires you daily? <laughs> um, I think I'm most inspired by the people in my community who do volunteer work. That's a big part of my life outside of and also part of Design Sponge is doing a lot of volunteer work in my community. And there are a couple women that I work with who are full-time volunteers and they run amazing groups that support women and families and children and getting to watch them do their work, that really reminds me what's important because sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in you know stuff on the internet or things on social media. And you know when you step away from that and you close your computer and you go out and you get into a place where you're helping people who really need, whether it's food or someplace to stay or someone to help them, that really makes everything sort of easier to understand what's important and what's not. So those are my heroes, the people who do volunteer work on a regular basis. I think they really hold the community together. The, the people who inspire me, oh, they totally keep me motivated. And I, I think by nature, I'm a little bit of a lazy person. So it's actually really nice to be surrounded by people who do so, so much. Um, there's a woman named Beth that I work with, and she runs this huge volunteer group in the town where I live in upstate New York. And she kind of finds people who want to volunteer, and she matches them with groups here that need help whether that's like a farming group or a family shelter or something with teenagers. And she helps people find the right place to give back and to use their time. And 
I think she wakes up at 5 a.m. every morning and I know she works until at least 10 o'clock every night and she is the hardest working person I know. And every time I feel tired or like I can't work anymore, I think about Beth and I think about how much work she's doing and so much of it is physical too. So just, you know, lugging stuff around and helping people move into different houses and different shelters. When I think about Beth, it always gives me the motivation I need to just work a little bit harder or push through something that feels like it's just too much. We heard you were starting a magazine. That's really exciting. How did you decide this would be your next project? Thank you. Um, well, so how it happened was my publisher, so the people who printed and distributed the book that I did, they came to me and said, okay, great, that book did well, we loved it, can we do another one? And I felt like I didn't wanna just do the same book again, but with different people, and I wanted more space and more pages to have longer conversations and to ask people, you know, more than 10 questions. And so I said, what about a magazine? And each one of them could be devoted to a different theme and we could distribute a few of them a year, sort of like mini books, but with themes. And they were really into it. And so I really lucked out and they were like, okay, so instead of a book, we'll think of this as a couple mini books that we put out every year. And it's still strong, talented women who are running cool, creative businesses. But this time I get to talk to them for much, much longer. And I get to see them all in person and ask them tons of questions. And so we just finished it and it's being designed and laid out right now. And it's inspired by zines, which are kind of these fun DIY collage style magazines that were popular like back in the 80s and the 90s and so it's got this really fun kind of collage feel and we have these really deep conversations about how scary it is to start a business but how exciting it is and so I'm I'm super super excited I've never done it before so it's scary to do something that I've never done but I like to do things that push me to kind of go beyond what I think I can do. Do you think there's a chance we could be in your magazine? Uh, I think there's a huge chance you could be in the magazine. I've already got a place for you. So I, I think this sounds like a perfect match. You guys are the next generation and you make me want to get back into podcasting. I used to have a show and I haven't done it in about a year and a half, but you guys make me want to get back on the air again. You've had many different projects during your career. Do you consider starting a new venture a risk? Do you see yourself as someone who takes risks? Oh, that's a good question, you guys. Um, you know, I think I do take risks. I don't think I'm somebody who goes towards that naturally because it's scary to do something that you don't know that you'll necessarily succeed with. And that's what the magazine is for me because it's really hard to make a magazine that makes money and makes enough money that you can pay everybody who writes for it or who creates artwork for it. And that's really important to me is that everybody who's part of a project gets paid and supported for it. So it's scary. And, you know, sometimes things don't work out. So I go in for it hoping for the best. And I would say most times if I plan well, things go okay. And then the risks seem less scary. Um, but yeah, I don't think I naturally go towards risk. I think I'm naturally a pretty nervous person. But if you work on the internet, you kind of have no choices but to take big risks because it's really hard to stand out on the internet now because there are just so many blogs and so many websites. So you kind of have to swing big. So I'm getting used to it, but it doesn't come natural to me. If you had a choice, do you think you would still take risk? 
good, yeah. I, I think that the thing that I've found most exciting about running a business is doing things that are scary because the things that are easy and comfortable, you know, it's, it's nice to do those things, but it doesn't push you. And I think any job or any business gets a little boring if you're not always trying something that's a little bit hard or a little bit scary. So I think for me, I would, I would always take the risk, but I really try to plan. So if I do something new, I don't just jump into it anymore without thinking. I ask other people who've done something like that. I would consult with somebody who is a professional in that field and just try to get their advice or their opinion. So I try to make what I, what I consider like an educated guess when I'm, when I'm taking a leap like that. Do you think your business ever does get boring? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it gets boring all the time, like when I have to pay bills or pay taxes. Um, yeah, I think that sometimes people, I don't know if you, you've all heard that expression, you know, do what you love and love what you do. And I think sometimes when you get the opportunity, like I do, which is to do a job that you really, really do love and that it's about what you're passionate about, people think that it's just fun every single day, but that's definitely not the case. There are some days when it's frustrating or tiring or things don't work out or you have to pay a bunch of bills and that's not fun. There are plenty of days when, when jobs just aren't inspiring. And I always think that's when it's my job to kind of reconnect and figure out what about this is fun for me right now. And that always changes because for the first five years of Design Sponge, the main thing I really loved was just talking about stuff, I was talking about design, I was talking about, you know, furniture and sculptures and cool fabrics and things like that. And then a few years into that, those things just weren't as exciting to me anymore. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do now? Like, do I have to totally change my business? Do I have to quit? And then that's when I realized, well, why don't I start interviewing the people Instead of talking so much about the products, why don't I talk about the people instead? And that made my job interesting all over again. So I would say every few years, I kind of have to change my focus and figure out what it is about this big creative community that's most inspiring to me right now. And so I think that's, that makes any job feel exciting and new again. And I think a lot of people sometimes give up when things feel boring or they can't figure out what it is that they like. And so I think it's always our jobs to just kind of reconnect with the things that make us most excited about our community. What does success mean to you? Ooh, that's a hard question. I asked everybody in my book that question, but I didn't answer it myself. Um, I think success means having the flexibility to live and work the way that you want. And that's different for everybody. For me, that means being able to work from home, being able to pay the people that I work with fairly, and to be able to set my own schedule because I can wake up and work when I want and I end up working, you know, a pretty standard normal work day. Like I start work around eight in the morning. I usually stop around six or seven at night. So I keep a pretty normal work day, but I don't have to. And that freedom is the most amazing feeling. And I, I couldn't ever imagine going back to work at an office or where I had a boss that told me I had to be at a certain place at a certain time because I've gotten so used to the freedom that comes with my job. So for me, I think that freedom to set my own schedule, that feels like success to me. What advice can you give to young girls listening to this podcast? I would say to support each other. 
when I was growing up, I remember I ran to be the secretary of our honor council. And I remember one of my teachers telling me, well, it's between you and this other girl. And that's, that's it. And they really like pitted us against each other. And I, that feeling stayed with me. And that, that happens sometimes in business where people will take, say, oh, there's three girls in this. So only one of them can get the job or only one of them can get the promotion. And that's never the case. Women are so much stronger when we support each other and work together. So I think rather than seeing each other as competition, we see each other as a community. And some people, you know, call that a sisterhood. Some people just call that connecting or networking. But no matter what, seeing the women or the girls that are with you in your school or in your classes or in your clubs or on your team, those are the people who've got your back. So really sticking with those people, you can do so much more together as a group when you support each other than you can alone. So I would say look to the people that you love, that you have fun with, and get their backs and make sure they have yours and really stick together because you can do awesome things when you work together as a team. Well, that's all the questions we have, but thank you. Thank you so much. This was so fun.